Yo, welcome back to the Week in Review podcast. I hope you had a great Saturday. I know I did. Today I woke up and, well, okay, it started a little shaky, I'll be honest. This week I've been having a fucking struggle with whoever my downstairs neighbor is. They keep wanting to play their music loud as shit in the morning. And that's not, that just don't sit right with me. If I wake up, that's fine, right? I, I just, I don't really like waking up in the first place. I'd rather just sleep through. But if I wake up and I open my eyes, or maybe even before I open my eyes, and I hear, boom, 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 That's just, that's not a great way for me to start the day. So the last three days, I've woken up to these bitches playing music below me. And the first thing I did, turned my speaker, faced it towards the floor, Turn that shit on full blast. I've been playing Suicide Boys. I've been playing Lucky. Today I played Kanye West, just all my favorite songs, just anything to get back at them and uh, piss them off a little bit too, you know, which I think I've been doing a good job of. Uh, whenever I stop my music, their music is never on anymore. So I think I win one uh, three days in a row. But damn, they always get the first strike in. It's not fair. Maybe one of these days I should stay up until 1 a.m. and just wait. Maybe, maybe 3 or 4 a.m. just to really fuck with them and then turn my shit on full blast. Maybe tonight. I mean, I'm moving out this month, so what do I have to lose? And uh, if you were not aware, that's right. I am moving this month. It is the end of an era. No longer will I be in this apartment. And altogether, I'm really not super upset about that. I'm not going to miss having to drive through this parking lot every day, having to get to my spot and see if it's still open or not and it's not my spot but there's only a handful of times that it's been taken and I haven't parked there in the year that I've lived here so it's pretty much my spot you know what I'm saying I always park backwards and it's at the very end and I park outside of where the lines are so that the person next to me has extra space to get in that bitch and I'm not in the way at all it's pretty nice I like it uh, I actually took Kevin's spot that's what he used to do so I inherited it as I did his apartment, but yep, it's coming to a close. I've started packing this week, and it's a little depressing. Um, I usually have all my pop figures above my bed, um, um, and I moved them all, and now the wall's empty, and it's a sad sight. I'm going to start taking posters off this week, too, and that's the biggest pain in the ass, let me tell you. If you've ever hung a poster and tried to take it down and reuse it, fucking sucks. Most of these posters have traveled with me from Chicago back to Texas, but uh, a lot of them didn't survive. There was a Naruto poster that got all the way fucked up. Luckily, I went to Target and thought I was buying a new Naruto poster, and then I got home and it was the same one, so at least I got to replace that one. Also, I have... So you know The Hobbit, right? You know when they made that into a movie? At that time, I was still in Quest, and I was in this book club for The Hobbit which they did book clubs, you had to read a book, answer questions, and at the end of the year, if you did one, at least one book club, you get to go on a trip, you get to play kickball, we all walk to a park, it's pretty cool. But anyway, I was in the book club, and they said that, hey, if you get all your questions right on this next test, we'll give you some posters, we'll give you some posters from the Hobbit movie that's airing right now. And as a fourth or fifth grader, that's some pretty fucking great incentive. And I mean, not that I didn't like the book, The Hobbit's a great book if you haven't read it, I fucking loved that book i started rereading it a couple months ago but that did not last very long but anyway of course i nailed that test and i got all four posters and um i don't remember how but i think i ended up giving one of the posters to somebody so for the longest time i had three of four 
posters, which sucks. I'm one off from a full collection, right? So um, when I was in Chicago, I started looking on eBay for the fourth poster, which was the poster of Gollum. It's a uh, Frodo, or is it Bill? Fuck, I sound like a bad fan now. I'm pretty sure it's Frodo. Frodo, Gollum, Gandalf, and Thorin. And I didn't have the Gollum one, so I bought it off eBay for 10 bucks, right? Put it on my wall for however long I was there. When it was time to move, I took it down. Man, that shit got so fucked up on the trip from Chicago to Texas. It got ripped and torn and wrinkled, and it was the one that I had just bought. which So that sucked, but honestly, kind of makes the poster look cooler, because they're all kind of dusty, and um, they're, they're meant to look like aged paper. Uh, so all the wrinkles and the rips and stuff actually kind of make it look cooler, I'm not going to lie. But yeah, that's going to be the biggest issue. I hope I don't rip any of these posters, especially not this Tupac poster, man. I in um Chicago, I've talked about this. I I had to go to Target for everything that I wanted, like groceries and shit, and I had to walk or ride my uh ride my skateboard, but anyway, I'd always check the posters and I'd always check the pop figures just to give me something to do. It's just have some fun at Target, I guess, but I saw the they always have the what posters could be there, like are available, and there's a Tupac one, and he's praying and he's got some rings on and I fucking love Tupac, so Every time I came, I would check, and it took five or six times going there back to back, but eventually they had that Tupac poster. I must have gotten there right on the restock or some shit, but I snatched that hoe up, and it's been on my wall ever since. I've also got some cheap anime posters, uh, No Name, or I'm sorry, Your Name, which is a great anime movie, if you haven't seen it. Great ending, great plot concept, it's kind of romance and... Okay, quick synopsis. These two kids are living normal lives, and then one day they woke, they wake up, and they've switched bodies, and it's a guy and a girl. So that's kind of awkward, and that's pretty funny. And so it turns out that they keep switching back and forth every other day, and then they realize what's happening. They start writing notes um, on each other or whatever, wherever so they can communicate, and um, they kind of fall in love with each other, and it goes from there. It's really good. You should check it out. It's like two hours, man. You have the time. And then I got Spirited Away. And I have a poster with Naruto, Kakashi, Minato, Jiraiya, and Hiruzen on it. And those are pretty cool. I hope they survive. My Cloud9 poster. Dance Gavin Dance poster. I've got like two or three MF Doom posters. I've got one with King Ghidra on it. I've got one with, uh, I've got a Gremlin poster. I've got the Joker. Got a Diablo 3 poster from when that game first came out, which was like 2016. That bitch still survived somehow. The corner's ripped from uh, tape. I've got a Kingdom Hearts 3 Toy Story poster, which kind of fucking sucks, if I'm being honest. It's, it's a fabric poster, too. Pretty fucking lame, but it's Kingdom Hearts, man. That's my favorite game. I'm, I can't disown it now. I have a banner that we made it. We all made banners in English class to represent something. I was in the middle of finishing Naruto Shippuden at the time, so my banner is a blue background with an hourglass on it, the sand running down, and then um, in the middle of the hourglass is a nine-tailed fox. And then on the top, I have written in kanji something that I don't really remember at this point. I think it's... I think it is, it translates to, what is real will prosper. 
And that's um, some XXX Tentacion shit, if you're aware. All right, we're almost done, I promise. And then I got the Jump Force wall scroll. That shit's pretty nice, even though the game was dog shit. I'm pretty happy I have that. That's actually the big motivation I had for buying that game the first day it came out, because I wasn't even looking at it. And then I looked at the GameStop website, and yep, that came for free with it, so I was like, bet. Also, I got a hard jewelry poster. Shit's clean as fuck. I think it's two feet by three feet or some shit like that. It's a black background, a red skull with chains on it. And he's spitting out like these two dice that are on fire. And I actually have the pendant that correlates to that. So kind of cool. And um, because it's a black background, I actually bought a black frame for it. So I think it looks fucking badass. That bitch will definitely come with me. Pulp Fiction poster, Led Zeppelin poster, um, another Spirited Away poster. I got a poster with two uh, drum dudes. I want to sit Remo percussion. They're in their underwear. It's kind of weird, but it's funny. Fuck it. Got a drum set poster, Juice World, rest in peace, and I think that's about it. I already said my Biggie poster, right? But yeah, th that's what I'm most worried about for sure during this move the posters will survive or not now that we've made it through that how was your saturday i hope it was good i went to get sushi with the boys we went to sushi axiom um i was almost late actually because uh trey and dj pulled up which is cool they were supposed to but they said they were uh, gonna be here at 3 30 so like okay that leaves me plenty of time for us to hang out do whatever and then go and um they didn't get here till five so that kind of sucked and was awkward, but played a little quick dominoes game and then headed out. Yeah. But other than that, today was awesome because I just fucking napped all day. Also, I learned this week, the first girl that I ever asked out got married. What a fucking trip, right? I know I said that thing before about the, the first girl I kissed has a kid, but this girl's married, dude. I can't imagine being married anytime close to now. I have nowhere near ready, but man, I guess I'll go ahead and tell that story. It was uh, in middle school. We were it, we always sat in front of the cafeteria in the mornings waiting for the band hall to open, like me, Michael, Julian, you know, the normal crew. But um, I, I had been talking to her for a minute. And I, I liked her. This this was uh, back when I was just kind of like smile and blush shit. Man, I was actually I was bad back in the day, dude. Anytime like I would look at a girl that I had a crush on or talk to her, my face would just light up like a goddamn tomato. It was horrible. Like I was known for that too. But anyway, it, I got there in the morning and I had had it in my mind that I wanted to ask her out, but I didn't even really know like what is asking someone out in middle school, right? Where are you gonna go? I ain't got a fucking car. But um. Nah, I, I sat down, I crisscrossed applesauce on on the floor, and um, she was already talking to somebody. And then I just remember, I don't remember what I said, but I remember as I was saying it, I basically, you know, will you be my girlfriend? I felt my fucking face start to twitch. Like my eyes, my my, my left eye like started to twitch up and down, like in the corner, I could feel it. And um, that was not great for my confidence. And I don't remember if she even said anything, yes or no, or what. But she started, like, hugging me in the hallways and shit. 
So I was like, oh, okay, we must be, yeah, that that must this must be it, right? I, I asked her out, and now we're hugging, so we're together. And um, that went on for like two or three days, and then someone who was my friend at the time but really wasn't a friend, you know what I mean? I've had a lot of friends in my life that were just fair-weather friends, kind of just there because I'm there, and I'm there because they're there, but they weren't really fucking with me. It was one of those, but... He was like, bro, y'all aren't, y'all aren't a thing. And I was like, yes, we are. Yes, we are. He's like, you want me to ask? I was like, you can if I want, if you want. And, um, he came back to me at the end of the day and he's like, she said no. (laughs) Oh goodness. And I was like, oh, okay. And then that was that, I guess. (laughs) Man, middle school is fucking horrible, huh? Oh goodness. Let's, let's bring up another face twitch story. I was at this girl's quinceanera. And um, I had a crush on her for a minute. I don't, I don't know if she liked me back. I guess she did enough to invite me to that, and like we danced later. But that was like the last interaction we had. But anyway, everybody was lining up to take pictures, right? They were in front of a backdrop. They're this nice camera setup and everything. So everybody's taking their turn. And then finally, it gets to me, and um, I walk up there. Th- those lights are bright as hell. I I start looking at the camera and. I go to wrap my arm around her waist, but my fucking pansy ass, like, I didn't put, I didn't like grab her waist with my hand like you normally would. Like, it's a picture, bro. It's no, this does not mean anything. Just, you know, hold, wrap, wrap around. But no, my, my arm like was around her, but my hand was like facing away. It looking, whenever I looked at the picture, it was the most awkward shit. But as soon as I like walked up there and smiled, same thing, man. My eye, my eye just started starts twitching, going crazy. And as when it, after the picture was done and I walked off, I was like, "Damn, did she notice?" And then when I got back to the table with my friends later, they were like, "Bro, were you good?" She she asked after if you were okay. <laughs> oh goodness. Um. And then I I'm not really the type to dance. Well, I wasn't then. I definitely would now, especially with the aid of alcohol and um, marijuana. But back then, I was not the type to go dance or anything, hop on the floor. So I was just sitting down for the most part. And I remember specifically that I was sitting in the corner, kind of everybody else was dancing. So it was just me talking to whoever, and they had just fucked off. So I was sitting in the corner, and my pants were uncomfortable. Just how my undies and my pants were situated, it was uncomfortable. So... Being that I was in the corner away from everybody else, I started to adjust myself. Not like I reached my hand in my pants from the front and started, you know, readjusting. Nah, I just like in my pockets, you know, kind of move around a little bit, get that wiggle going. And right as I started to do that, the girl whose quinceanera it was uh, just fucking appeared in front of me out of thin air and was trying to get me to go dance. And so, obviously, you know, I got up and went and did it, but I must have not done it well enough because I don't think we ever talked after that. <laughs> uh, Yeah, fun times. Man, I had forgotten about that for until I brought up the eye twitch thing. God damn. <sighs> Can't you tell that I've lived a fun-ass life? <laughs> anyway, anyway. Apparently, Steve Harvey's getting a judge show. Uh... That's just that. That's all I got to say. That's probably going to be a funny-ass... 
I, I can't wait for somebody to get up there and say something stupid, and they just get that Steve Harvey stare. You know what I'm saying? That cocked eyebrow, mouth kind of open. Like, what did you say? There, I know there are going to be some survey says jokes on that bitch, too. I just, that, that surprised me when I saw the commercial. I was like, damn, they just, they giving everybody a judge show now, huh? I just feel like he's a little too entertaining for that. Like, Judge Judy, I, I, I haven't watched it that much, but at the end of the day, she's kind of a bitch, right? So she can lay down the law and tell people to shut the fuck up, but I kind of feel like people would be too um, relaxed around Steve. I don't know. I guess we'll see, right? I think it is already airing if you're interested, but yeah, I thought that would be cool. Um, also, big fucking PSA, okay? If you're at the gym and you're lifting weights, rack the motherfucking weights when you get done. That can cause some serious problems. And um, you want to know how? Here's a, here's, a, here's a fucking example, okay? I went to the gym the, uh, Saturday to do legs. Favorite, My favorite day, right? I went to the gym Saturday to do legs. And the last two leg stations were open. So I got on the third one. Because I saw that the second one still had a shit ton of weight racked on it. Like 345s on each side. So I get to the third one and I am uh, start looking for the squat things and they're not there. So I have to go back to the second one because those are setting on the squat things and I have to take off the weights. So I put all my shit down. I go, I go to one side, take off 145. Go back to that side, take off another 45. Go back to that side again. And take off that third 45. And as I am putting, moving the 45 to where I'm about to put it up at, I just see the bar start to creep up. And one side's going down, the other side's going up. And it's quiet. And it's like the moment slowed down for a second. But then it came right back to full speed because that bitch hit the floor loud as fuck. Everybody in the gym looked over at me. The bar, like, flung over, started rolling way the fuck away from the leg thing. And um, I felt like a complete fucking dumbass because I'd never had to, I've never encountered that problem at the gym before. If you look at a fucking picture of me, you can tell without even thinking about it, this dude has never had to put 345s on each side of a bar. That, that's not, that's not a, a situation I've encountered yet. So I didn't think that one side being heavier would pull it off like obviously now that i've done that and been through it it's it's obvious clear as fucking day to me that one side being super fucking heavy 345s and one side having no weight yeah it's gonna tumble over but i've only ever had 145 on each side and you can take a 45 off of one side and have it on the other and that bitch won't flip so and to make it worse there was a person in the on the leg station to the left of that that could have gotten fucked up. They could have, but they, they were out of the way or paying attention at least, so they didn't get hit. But, man, that could have been on me. And really, it shouldn't be on me. It's on whoever left those 345s on each fucking side. Because, dude, if you're macho enough to lift that much weight, you can take the fucking time to take it off and, and put it back on the rack. I just know that whoever did that shit, as soon as they got done doing their shit, they just walked around flexed. Like, as soon as they could, they were like, I can't waste this. I gotta, gotta show everybody I'm tough. Some shit, dude. Like, fucking ridiculous. And so the leg station, how it works, right? 
normally when I do my squats, I do them inside the leg station because there's a little bar on each side that you can drop the weight down to and tumble back if it's too much. I've never had that issue, but why, why mess with what's safe, right? This dude had the weights racked outside of the leg station. So he was doing squats like out in the open. That just further proves my point in my head that this dude was probably just fucking showing off and then dipped as soon as he was done. Like, irritating as hell. I understand it's my fault what happened, but it's also whoever didn't rack their weights. But now I've learned, and I won't make that mistake again. But in my head, it was it was sitting on the squat rack, so it was sitting on the squat rack. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, but... um. You know what else would um, make a loud-ass noise and go crashing down if it dropped? An anchor? Yep. Okay. So, um, this week I was watching... I started watching Akagi, which is a anime about gambling and mahjong. And what initially attracted me to it was the cool-ass art style. Um just from the not the preview not that i guess it's the thumbnail what what they show on crunchyroll when you're just scrolling through shit just from the preview just from that little picture the the dude's nose is super skinny he's got a big chin that sticks out and he's got white spiky hair it's pretty cool but that's what got me to look at it in the first place and then i read the synopsis i'll go ahead and give you the um what is it? The, the inciting incident. Go ahead and set it up for you see, so you can know if you're into it or not. But basically, there's this dude who he owes a shit ton of money and he's playing in this mahjong parlor trying to get trying to get rid of his debt. And so the way this is going for him, if he wins, he's fine. But if he loses, he owes so much that he has a life insurance policy on him. And the only way he can pay that debt is for them to kill him and take his life insurance policy. Pretty fucking crazy shit. And he's not doing great. He's just finished a game, and all of a sudden, it's raining and night outside, but all of a sudden, this kid just bursts in the door. And this is like in the middle of the town. This is in the middle of night. This is a mahjong parlor for gambling and drinking and shit. And this kid's 13, and he just fucking busts through the door. And for some reason, the dude who was playing asked the kid to play for him. What? <laughs> what? He's got his life resting on this game? And, and he just asked this kid to play for him. The kid's never played Mahjong before. But within a few games, he's picking up super fast and just ends up becoming this badass player who whoops everybody but that's not where the that's not where the um the spiciness comes in and uh i'm not going to tell you where it does because if you're into this just from that then you should go watch it but um i finished it it's about 26 episodes i really enjoyed it all the way through it's a really nice break from shonen anime and all the other sh stuff that's just being overdone right now or Maybe it's not overdone, but that's what I consume the most, so that's how I feel. But, yeah, just a really nice break from that. I started watching um, Kaiji 2, which I've heard is supposed to be the spiritual successor to that, but I don't really see too many, um, too many things in common other than it's about gambling. 
so far kaiji is about this like 19 year old who owes a shit ton of money because his friend asked him to sign as a guarantor a year prior for this huge ass loan and then his friend just fucking disappeared so now they're coming on his door knocking on his door trying to get his money and obviously he can't pay it especially with interest and everything it it turns out it'd take him like 10 or 12 years to pay that shit off so they give him a choice to go on this cruise ship and with all these other people in debt and it's basically like a big gambling ring and this is their opportunity to get out of debt by gambling with everybody else in debt and yeah it's kind of cool i'm only three four episodes in on that so i'm not really sure so far but i'm gonna i'm gonna stick through it stick with it i think also this is an anime that uh julian suggested to me we've been watching on discord a little bit it's called vivi or vivi's something song or something let me i have the link let me look click on it i gotta scroll up a lot because i was spamming the fuck out of julian vivi fluorite eyes song it's not on crunchyroll i'm having to watch it on gogo anime you already know how that goes but just in the first scene there is crazy contrast at that that just draws you right in it's it's one of those that um starts at the end and then works its way back so like it starts at the big fucking problem that they're trying to prevent through the whole anime and then flashes back to oh we got to take care of this now but um basically it starts with this girl walking out on stage saying are you guys ready like uh are you guys ready to have a great time and then uh, she's basically like an, a diva or an idol or whatever. And when she gets out on the stage, you just see the audience is like bodies and blood and shit on fire. And then the next thing it shows is these drones flying down and just suiciding themselves to hit humans. And it, it's chaos going on. Complete contrast from this um, this bot on stage saying that she's about to have a good-ass time, put a, put on a good-ass concert for everybody, and she starts jumping around and shit. And um, basically the whole premise is that AIs were introduced into society, and through some mistake or another, they ended up turning on humans and just fucking killing everybody. So uh, this doctor sends back this program, a hundred years in time to find somebody and help fix the situation and the person it finds is diva um and yeah it goes from there so if that sounds cool go check that out vivi fluorite eyes song and finally i finished 16 this week it was a sad day i'm not gonna lie if you haven't seen 16 it's another like Canadian animated show kind of similar to Total Drama Island it actually has a lot of the same voice actors like um, Gwen, Chris I think Trent Um, those are the ones just off my head because at this point those voice actors are this character now you know what I'm saying like the first few times I heard them talking I'm like oh shit that's Gwen but now it's Jin you know that that's the name of the character that she plays in this show but what I really liked about 16 is it, it felt nostalgic, even though I hadn't watched it before. Just looking at these six friends interact and 
go through drama and shit. It is really lighthearted and it's nice and it's um I guess a comfort watch. But it's uh the whole thing's on YouTube. It's about a hundred episodes. It was um it was really great. If you need something to watch, I definitely suggest that because you don't even have to pay for a streaming service. But I was really sad when I finished it, but at the same time, it was it was a really good show, and now I can move on, right? One of the things I do really like to like about this show, though, it, it might seem like a small thing, but you know how in a lot of shows where there are friends, two of the friends will have a crush on each other, and then the whole show, it's kind of a, will they, won't they, ooh, let's see. Well, in, in this show, two of the friends have a crush on each other, and they actually just fucking date, and you get to see how that shit plays out. So it's kind of nice getting that for once, because I feel like they just cock tease you every other time right but yeah a great show for nostalgia if you want to watch that and um yeah this week i listened to a barry manilow album trying to get the feeling and i don't the only reason i knew about barry manilow was from an episode of that 70s show where the first thing they do is randy brings in a barry manilow album and uh, Hyde says to go chuck it at anyone who looks like a Barry Manilow fan. And Randy says, ooh, better, I'll throw it, I'll throw it at their privates. We don't want those suckers reproducing. And um, I saw a Barry Manilow album at Movie Trading Co., so I picked it up. Months later, I listened to it, and sadly, I kind of get what they mean. It's like the softest shit ever, which is nice for some of the songs. Um, but if you're, like... For that, from their point of view, I definitely get them not liking it. I liked "You're Leaving Too Soon," trying to get the feeling again. Why don't we live together? Um, all those slow songs where he's just pouring his heart out. I I really like the lyrics on "You're Leaving Too Soon," but I don't remember them right now. But I did really like them, so you could check that out maybe if you're into that. That sounds interesting, but uh, I was watching a show this week, and they said some shit about hospice, which is super, super, just relates in such a small way, but it really made me want to talk about this because I think it's important, and I would love someone to hear this and for it to help them in the future so that they don't waste an opportunity like I did, but basically, I'm going to be talking about my grandpa for a little bit, um, rest in peace, <laughs> but uh, he went into hospice at one point, and at the time, I was maybe nine or ten, and I didn't really think anything of it, sadly, because, uh, you know, like, my whole life, he had been in and out of the hospital, he was one of those old people, you know. I feel like old people are either built solid and they're just good forever, never go to the doctor or anything, or they're just always in and out, doctor's appointments, the hospital, the works, you know. But, um, yeah, he was uh, he was having trouble. I remember up until this, um, there was actually a point where I didn't want to go up to the hospital to see him because he was acting strange. He was just not himself. He had been in there for too long. They had to put, like, gloves on his hands so that he wouldn't scratch his face and shit. And 
I got up there and he just was not, he was not himself. And it scared me as a, as an eight year old, I guess maybe I should give a little bit more context. This was my great grandpa. His name was Terrence. He, he was around me since I was born. I mean, like, like you may know, my mom had me alone because my dad died in a motorcycle accident about two weeks before I was born. So, um, when I popped out, she still had to work and shit and provide. And so, um, I spent most of my time at my grandpa's and granny's house, granny and Paul's. I called him Paul, granny and Paul. I spent a lot of time over there. And as soon as I started walking and moving around, um, Paul was pretty much my best friend. Uh, we, we did everything. He, he bought me like Nerf guns and Nerf swords and we'd have uh, fights and, um, I'd be in his bedroom and I would stand on his bed and he would stand like to the side of the bed and we'd be the same height and we'd wrestle. And, um, he was really funny. We, uh, I basically spent every fucking weekend that I could over there because he was, he was my person, you know, I feel like everybody, I, I feel like most people have a person like that. And usually it is a grandparent, but it was my escape. And, um, yeah, I, so whenever, whenever he was in the hospital, like I said, it was not a big deal to me. It was just more of the norm, but, um, he wasn't himself. So I didn't, I didn't want to go back up there because it was scary for me. It really was. And, um, I, he, he ended up getting a little bit better. He, he re- kind of returned to normal. So I started going to see him again, but then it took a turn for the worse. Obviously he ended up in, um, hospice and it it must have been the first night that he was in hospice I me and mom went over there and I he was set up in his room they had a hospital bed they had um you know all all the normal shit that they need and uh, I sat next to him and you know I talked to him I said I loved him and everything but I don't think that I really understood the gravity of what was happening because, like I said, he is a normal shit. He, hospitals and everything. I just figured that he would be fine again. But um, I didn't. I mean, if I was if I was this age now and this was happening, I would take it a lot more to heart and make sure that I really cherished everything and said what I wanted to say. And sadly, I was just not in that state of mind at the time. But uh, after I talked to him and everything, I, I I I remember this and I fucking hate it. I kick myself in the ass every time because um, I remember walking back out into the living room and opening the fridge and grabbing a Pepsi and uh, sitting at the kitchen table, kicking my feet up like not shit was the problem. And we just left eventually and I, I'm sure I said I love you one more time but um, he died that night and I never got to see him again and that was I wasn't expecting that <laughs> you know I thought he was just gonna bounce back and be fine like last time like every other time but nope and um, 
apparently my mom got a call in the middle of a night in the middle of the night that he his breathing was messed up i think that was the problem in the first place something about his co levels when he would fall asleep it just wasn't right and so if he wasn't on a machine or whatever he wasn't gonna be okay and but they called my mom and she got to go over there and spend the last moments with him so i'm glad that happened at least but i just remember waking up in the morning and mom was sitting at the table with donuts donut holes and everything and she said come sit down and I'm pretty sure at that point I knew that some shit wasn't right. And, um, yeah, she let me know what happened. And if I, I think if I had to pick one thing in my life that's my biggest regret, it would be how I, how I behaved that day. I'm sorry if I sound like a bitch right now. But, um, yeah, I mean... I was such a brat thinking back. I mean, I, I would remember times where I would leave mad at him, leave his house mad at him for just some stupid petty shit. I can't even remember a specific reason, but... And I think about, you know, he, he was a heavy set man. I, I would always call him fat, and I, to me it was just a joke, but I don't know if it was to him. I mean, I'm sure it was. He didn't... You can't take offense from a fucking four-year-old, but... It, I would... If I would have known the gravity of that moment, I feel like I would have apologized for all of that or, you know, said how I really felt. Which, I, I mean, I said I loved him, but that, that there could have been more. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, I just, um, the reason I'm saying all of this is because if by hearing my story, you, I can cause someone else to be ready for that situation and to fully cherish those last moments or be more prepared or just be ready to take it all in. If I can cause that for someone else, then uh, that that's what I want to do because I don't even, like at this point, I, I don't remember a shit ton about him. I mean, there are bits and pieces, but my memory's so shit, it's it's less and less every day, right? And I don't think about him as often as I should, but whenever I do, that's the first thing that I think. Why the fuck did you not take that extra second? Why couldn't you show some fucking emotion instead of just breezing through it like he was going to be fine? But that is probably my biggest regret ever. And, uh... You know, he deserved better than that, in my opinion. He, he did everything for me. Anything that I ever wanted, he got. Or if he couldn't get it, he would he would think of a way. And, I mean, I just really loved him. And I, I was never the same after that, honestly. That was when I stopped going to church. And um, that was when I started going through my emo phase, I guess. I mean, it was right around 10 years old. That's where you start being a little dickhead anyway, but, yeah, cherish your loved ones, please, and I know it's easy as fuck to say that from the outside, but, man, just, just take that extra second when you can, because you can't always, I mean, I think all the time that 
when my mom dies, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. When my dad dies, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. They're like my best fucking friends, you know? So, if something happens to them, I, <laughs> just thinking about that shit sends me into a spiral. And so, I, you know, every time I, every time I leave, every time I hang up the phone, I always say I love you because you don't know. You don't know when it's going to be the last time. Even when it's there in hospice and it's right fucking there in your face that hospice, they're not going to resuscitate. If he dies, he fucking dies. And, and yeah, that's my biggest regret that I did not fully take in that moment and cherish it and share it with him for what it should have been. And instead I have this image of this little fucking cocky kid just thinking everything is going to be okay and maybe I'm being too hard on myself but if there's anybody that is allowed to be too hard on myself it's me right but I won't make that mistake again or at least not knowingly not not with such a such forewarning as I had last time is there any way to go from this or should I just stop let me see. Um, fuck it. Uh, I just want to say, have a great week, guys. Take care. And um, yeah, just, just cherish your loved ones. Like You, you don't know when it's going to be their last breath. You don't know. I mean, even if they're not sick, even if not shit's going on, bro, just say, you, just say I love you. That's it. That's all you have to do. Just take every moment as you can. All right, now I'm going to get off before I just start talking in circles, but have a great week, and thank you for listening, and if this made you sad, I'm sorry, but um, I feel like it needs to be said in case I can help someone else, so later. You know, people are best remembered through stories, so um, there, there is at least one that I could tell, and it's um, the reason that he only had nine fingers, yeah? He he had four fingers on one hand. It kind of looked like a fucking claw now that I'm thinking about it. But, you know, as a kid, I grew up with that. I didn't think anything. But I, I remember uh, he would be there at play day or whatever. And, like, a kid would ask me, like, what happened to his hand? And I, I had to think about it for it to be seem weird. But uh, I don't remember where he was working, but he was working at some kind of factory. And he was putting this piece of plastic into a machine that was pulling it and cutting it or some shit. And um, I guess he just wasn't paying attention or it went faster than he thought. And that machine fucking pulled his thumb off. So he had to go to the hospital and they took his, they took his index finger or his ring finger, one of the two, and they put it where his thumb was. And yeah, that's why he only had nine fingers. But, um, also remember that any time a, a woman passed by that was attractive or anything, he had to make a noise. He had to say something. He had to go, oh, you know, it's just some dirty fucking old man. <laughs> and at the time, it, I just thought I was like, oh, stop, you know, don't say that. Duh. But looking back, it's kind of funny. I'm pretty sure when he was in the hospital, he grabbed a nurse's ass. I remember hearing about that. And, and no, that's not OK, but. You know, it's kind of funny. It's something to remember. Um, 
him and my grandma did not have a great relationship. I remember that. They would always yell at each other from across the room. My mom said the other day that um, his response would always be, yes, dear. Yes, dear. And a lot of times he would look at my mom and roll his eyes because my grandma wouldn't even be looking at him when she was talking to him. She would just be in her chair yelling. And um, I didn't really remember that. He had a lot of jokes, apparently. I remember, oh, he, one thing that I had honestly forgotten that he'd showed, he told me, and this stuck with me, is it's only illegal if you get caught. That 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 is ingrained in my mind, but I, for the longest time, I'd forgotten where it came from, and it was him. I remember, I think he made a fucking stupid U-turn in the middle of the street or some shit and said that. But um, also, one time, we were at Taco Bell, or no, no, Taco Bueno, I think that one right off military, and the um, the drive-through was packed. People were trying to get out, and you know, right there, it's kind of busy, so you can't really just go for it. So people were stuck there, and so he looks he looks over at me and he said, "This is why I got a truck." And then he drives over the curb onto the grass, over the other curb, and out onto the street, and we went we got home. But um, that's one thing I remember. Sorry, my nose is running. <laughs> um, he was just a funny dude. Um, my mom says he he she got the, you know, if you say, oh, I got a headache. Well, your face is killing me. Apparently, he said that all the time, and she said that she still says that, thinks of him every time. Um, dang. Oh, there was um. Beans, beans, the magical fruit. He fucking preached that shit. Uh, that that's an old white classic, right? Maybe not white people. I'm sure everybody says that shit. Let me, let me not be like that. Um, also, he he taught me the here I sit all broken hearted, paid a nickel to shit but only farted, which uh, I really didn't get for the longest because who the fuck pays to take a shit? <laughs> but um, yeah, he was a silly old man, I guess. And uh, I wish, I don't know what I wish, man. What the fuck is even the point of wishing, right? I could wish for anything, but I wish that I had a, I wish that you could see me right now. And, um, you know, it's, it's stuff like that that makes me want to believe that there's a heaven. Because I, I, would, I just want them, not that I'm doing anything fucking special, but just so they knows that I turned out all right. I'm not a shithead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm a shithead. Just, I wish I could talk to him and tell him that all the shit that I said, just calling him fat, you know, I think about that so much. That breaks my fucking heart, man, because that's not, that's not cool. But, uh, I wish I could tell him that I didn't mean any of that shit. I mean, obviously I fucking didn't, but I wish I could say it to him and see that he, he takes that in and says, it's, it's okay, you know? Damn, that's so shit. That that's all I think about. But yeah, um, I can't really think of anything else. Um, yeah. Rest in peace, Terrence Scotts. Uh, yeah, take uh, cherish your loved ones, y'all. Y'all have a great week. I'll quit taking up your time.